Welcome to the One Church Podcast. Within this podcast, you'll encounter content that will instill hope, fortify your faith, and offer practical, real-life insights. We are excited to share this message to spread the love of Jesus and inspire you to fulfill your unique purpose. Now please stay tuned as we prepare to delve into this week's message. Let's turn our attention to uh, John 21, verses 1 to 6. John 21, 1 to 6. All right. I'll read it out. It says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. This is also known as the Sea of Galilee. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Turn to your neighbor and say they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet The disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. I'm going to read that verse 6 again. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast, and, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Uh, my title for today is, It's Time to Cast. It's Time to Cast. And my second title uh, that might be a little bit more catchy is, It's Go Time. So pick one of those titles and tell your neighbor that it's time to cast or it's go time. All right, so you guys like the it's go time. All right. All right, so if you can go to the next slide. Some of you might get nervous. I mean, like maybe two of you that remember me sharing this message previously. You might think, is this guy going to talk about this again? No. But so last time I spoke about, uh, about a year ago or so, we spoke about waiting on the Lord, about trusting in God and, you know, with, through prayer, praise, worship. Uh, through service and loving God and loving others or uh, putting your weight on the Lord, right? So p- putting your trust in God. But so this more, uh, this today's message, I want to use it almost like a, uh, like a launching pad and uh, kind of jump off of this idea of us waiting on the Lord. But sometimes we get stuck in that waiting season. We sometimes get stuck in that place of just doing the waiting, doing all these things that we're supposed to do and we're called to do and we're required to do, but we get stuck there. So this morning time, I want to talk about casting or going to the next step, going to do what God called us to do. Uh, You talked about the fact that when you do all these things, we can soar on wings like eagles, right? So it says, wait on the Lord and you will renew strength. But uh, today, I want to talk about, again, about how critical all these things are, but it's also important that we hear what God is saying, that we stay close enough to his presence to hear what he's saying 
and then act on it. Then do the next thing that he's telling you to do. Not wait till we get the full picture. Not wait till we get all the uh, ducks in a row and everything figured out, the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, the retirement plan, all these different plans. No, the next thing that he's telling you to do, can we be faithful to do it? So I want to set up the scene. You can go to the next uh, screen. So what we have here is this, this is not the first time that Jesus is appearing to, to his disciples in John 21. When we read John 20, verses, I believe, 19 to 29, we see that Jesus appeared to the disciples two other times. And both times, they were sitting in a room with the doors locked, and Jesus just kind of appeared into the door. So, I mean, into the room without opening the door, without doing anything. So, both times, they were in fear of the Jewish leaders and in fear of, they said, you know what, if they did this to my master, if they did this to my rabbi, if they did this to my savior, then what will they do to me? And they were locked up and they were uh, in fear. They were hiding away. And even as I'm setting up, if it's okay, and it was interesting that Pastor Georgie touched on the same um, uh, theme in, in his talk earlier today, that even... As they were locked away, Jesus was not locked out because of their doors and locks and blocks and setups that they had set up. Can I get an amen? That Jesus is not blocked out or locked out by what we do, by those things that we've set up as protection, those things that we've set up as we said, you know what, I'm going to guard myself in this way. But Jesus was not locked out. See, we only set up those things and we set up those guardrails and we set up those um, those protection mechanisms only because so often we've gone through something in our life that maybe we thought was unjust. We, maybe it was a season. Maybe it was an event. Maybe it was some things that we've gone through and we said, you know what? I'll never let that happen again. I believe I'm speaking to some people in this house even now that have gone through some things and as a protection mechanism, we said, you know what, I'm going to stay locked in. I'm just going to stay behind, not locked in as in, you know, focus, locked in as in behind closed doors where, you know what, I won't let anything get to me. Offenses that we haven't dealt with will always lead to fences. Offenses that we haven't dealt with will lead us to create fences, will create blocks, will create walls, will create bricks, create things to say, you know what, I'm going to try to protect myself. But that's not my message for today. But uh, my prayer is that we would deal with those things that God is calling us to deal with. We would uh, uh, work out those things, even if that means that we, you know, seek counseling. Uh, Sister Sheena is available. Is that, is that the ad you wanted me to? You're, you're going to pay me, right? So, so you know, if, you, if you need counseling, seek out counseling. If you need um, help in different areas, whatever it is, seek it out. Do the things that God is calling us to do. Uh, so the second time that Jesus appeared to the disciples, uh, the first time Thomas wasn't there uh, in, in the room. And the second time Jesus, I believe Jesus appeared just for Thomas. Jesus showed up and Jesus, again, showed up into the room. They were sitting there with the doors locked and blocked up. But 
Jesus disappeared and Jesus went right to Thomas and said, because Thomas, uh, the disciples told Thomas, listen, we saw Jesus. He appeared and he showed him. He said, you know what? If I don't touch the side, touch his wound, I won't believe it. So Jesus went right up to Thomas and said, you know what? Put your hand in my side. And he did that. And he said, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to Thomas, you believe because you saw, but blessed are those who believe without seeing. But I want to tell you, God cares about the Thomases. God cares about those that have doubts. Those, care, those who have, you're saying, you know what, I, I, when I see it, I'll believe it. God is looking for those people. And this morning time, maybe Jesus is inviting someone to put, his, put their hand into his side. You see, this Thomas would later bring the gospel to, to India and even to the southern part of India where a lot of the folks here are uh, hailed from, right? And it is believed that Thomas uh, gave up his life or, or Thomas was martyred, martyred in India for the gospel. You see, um, the historians say that every one of the apostles gave up their life or their life was, um, was taken from them. For the sake of Jesus. See, no one would lie, would, would die for a lie, but they believed it. They were, they were, uh, they were, became world changers. These, these fishermen became world changers. Why is that? Because they had an encounter with Jesus. Because Jesus revealed himself to them. And this, this morning time, as we're sitting here, we also believe. But can we go? Can we do the thing that he's calling us to do? Can we do what he's uh, assigned us to do? So these disciples who have been running scared and who have um, decided it's better to just stay locked in, now in John 21, they decide to venture out, right? They decide to go fishing. Their world had been turned upside down. The the decision that they made three and a half years ago to leave their business, to leave their, some of them left their, uh, you know, father's fishing business and did, made major changes in their life. This decision right now in this very moment that we're looking at, the, this uh, uh, John 21 scene, early part of it, it doesn't look like such a great decision. Because all they have to show for the three and a half years of walking with the rabbi are some memories and a couple of appearances that Jesus did after he resurrected. But they decide to go fishing. But after three and a half years, they um, now Peter says, you know what, I'm going to go fishing. And they go fishing. And even there, it doesn't seem like they can catch a break. Let's look at the timing of this. So they have an empty boat. They have... They've caught all night. No, they've caught nothing all night. But what we see here is that they didn't quit. They didn't quit and they didn't give up and they stayed together. I want to remind us that there is power in community. There is power in unity. Com community is a combination of like common, meaning like shared space. And in that word is the word unity too, right? So when you come together, when you're in that shared space and when you come together, there's power in that. Can I talk to someone today who might be feeling like giving up? You might be feeling like, you know what, this is not what I signed up for. This is not 
what I had in mind. This is not what I envisioned. While all that might be true, I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't, don't throw in the towel. Because if they had quit, think about this, right? This scene that we, this, these verses that we read, if they had quit at some point in the middle of the night and gone home, these verses wouldn't have happened. Because Jesus wouldn't be telling them, cast your net on the other side. Because they had quit and they went home. They called it quits. They ended it. But because they stuck together and because they stayed with it, we, there, was an, there was an opportunity for the miraculous. There was an opportunity for God to do what only God can do. So I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't, you know, don't walk away from what God has assigned you to stay with. And the scary thing about a missed opportunity is that you don't know that you missed it. If they called it quits and they went home, they would never have known that this opportunity was missed along the way. Along that line, I want to talk about the importance of good friends and good company and good community. See, the Bible reminds us that the quality of our friends impact the quality of our life. The quality of our friends will impact the quality of our life. We can look at that. You can look at the positive and the negative. Just look at history and you'll see it. You talk to anyone around here. You, we've seen both sides of the coin. The Bible says that he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Proverbs 13 verse 20. This is for the young and for the young at heart. All right. So choose carefully who you commune with. Choose carefully who you spend time with. Choose carefully who you spend your resources with. Choose, not that we don't associate, but if they have an opportunity to speak into your life, if they have an opportunity to impact your life, it would behoove us to make that decision carefully. And we're talking about casting. And you know what Jesus said? Do not cast your, um, cast your pearl before the swine. So as much as important as it is to cast, it's also important to know what not to cast, right? So if you're spending your um, time and resources and energy with, with those that will draw you away from the kingdom, will draw you away from what God has for you and from the trajectory that God has for you, it will create an impact. What we sow, we do reap, right? All right. A word of caution to the Peters. You know who the Peter is? It's that influential person. It's a, it's a person that when they, it says, verse 3 says, Peter said, I'm going to go fishing. And they said, we'll go with you. I want to caution the, those that are influential in, in any realm, in any uh, area of life. When you've been given influence, it is for you to steward it well. Of whom much has been given, much is required. You, we do have to give account for what God has given us. So if you know, if, if it's resources, if it's your beauty, if it's your um, influence, your words, whatever it is, whatever you've been given, if we don't steward it well, we will have to give an account. May we do it for the glory of God, whatever we do. So this Peter would eventually be the per same person that God uses to stand up on the day of Pentecost and Three, and give a speech, and 3,000 would be added to the kingdom, 
right? So God would use this influence for his kingdom building purpose uh, in, just, in, in just a few days. All right. Now we get to our message. All right. Now my time starts, all right? So start the timer. Some of you will probably be able to tell that I am not a fisherman. No. Sorry. Siri started talking. Um, so, so I'm not a fisherman, but I did borrow this from uh, Justin. He asked me to shout him out, so here it goes. <laughs> You're not going to charge me for this, right? Um, all right. So this is the net, and I'm not going to open it up because I don't think I'll be able to close it back up. And so... Doesn't look very well used, Justin. No smell of fish on here. Um, but so this is what this is a, maybe something similar to what they used, the disciples used, and they were, Jesus is saying, cast it to the other side. So early verse uh, John twenty one verse four. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends. Haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw or cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul in, haul the net in because of the large number of fish. The word that the Lord put on my heart is the word cast. Cast means to throw or to hurl or to fling or to throw off or throw away. You see, when we look at the scene, what's different? Let's play a game of, you know, like we did in kindergarten. What's different? What's changed from scene one to scene two? Scene one is before they caught the fish. Scene two is after they caught the fish. Not much has changed. It's the same disciples, same water, same boat, same uh, nets. They didn't go get new nets, right, with like battery operated or something coming off. I'm going to put this down. But they, it's the same everything, but what was different? Jesus, but in addition to what Jesus said, it's that they heard what he said and they obeyed it. See, the difference was they were willing and available to hear what he said and to obey. So often we go through life with the noise-canceling headphones on. I see the guys on the basketball court. They have their headphones on when they play, right? But we sometimes go through life like that where we don't hear what God is saying. We just go through and we sometimes even claim God's not speaking to me. But what we need to do is we need to check to see do we have some noise-canceling headphones in our ears? Do we have some things that distract us and take us away from what God has assigned us and what God is speaking to us? So often we're more committed to the idea of how we envisioned it more than what God is saying. How I thought it would play out. How I thought it should happen. In some area of our life, we become burnt out or frustrated. And it's not because... It's not necessarily because God's not speaking, but he's saying to do it differently. He's saying to do it according to his will. He's saying 
when you do it the way I tell you to do it, something supernatural will happen. See, the mistake that sometimes that we make is that we do the waiting on the Lord, but we don't do the next thing that he's calling us to do in the natural. And sometimes, you know, what those ideas might come in the form of a suggestion of our neighbor or a coworker or our, our spouse or someone close to us. But we reject that idea because we have an idea in our own mind about how we thought certain things. And I'm intentionally not giving examples because I don't want us, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to us. I want the Holy Spirit to, because each of us have a different thing in our life that, that, that this applies to for us. Where God is telling you to do something a certain way, but we, ref we, again, are stuck. You see, Naaman almost missed his miracle. Why? Because he thought he's, he knew how the prophet was going to minister to him. He almost missed his healing. He almost missed an encounter with God, an, en an encounter that would change the rest of his life. But he was willing to listen to his servant, and that changed uh, that changed the outcome. Can we commit to try and approach and trust God with what he's telling us to do? And maybe we need to step back and say, Lord, open my ears to hear what you're saying and help me to be obedient to what God is saying. I'm going to keep going. So, and then we see Peter jump later on. If you read the verses down below, Peter jumped in the water as soon as he saw that it was Jesus. Right? So when Jesus heard that it was Jesus, I'm sorry, Peter heard that it was Jesus on the shore. He jumped into the water. Um, and when they got there, Jesus had, already had, Jesus already had fish on the coals. But Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have caught. Peter is clearly a leap first kind of guy, right? We all know some Peters in our lives, right? Some leap first people think later, right? So... See, this wouldn't be the first time he leaped into the sea to see Jesus, right? You guys remember when the water storm, uh, when the water was stormy, and Jesus and Peter said, "Hey, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come." And he jumped out. I'm not a Peter kind of guy, as my wife will confirm, but you know, but God uses the Peters because they have that nature of being willing to just do it. Just to, just to go, go head first, go, go into what God is calling them to, or, or even what they're thinking in that moment, right? So then Peter, but Jesus is telling them, hey, bring some of the fish that you, you've caught. Can I uh, tell us that Jesus doesn't need our fish today, but he calls for us to bring that fish that he gave us to bring it back to him. Jesus has fish on the coals. He's got fish. I don't know what net he used. I don't know any of that. But he had fish on the coals. But Jesus is saying, I want some of the fish that you just caught. I want you to bring it back to me. See, anything we have, we only have it because he gave it to us. Right? But he is saying, and you know what? Sure, we caught it. We caught that fish. Right? Peter caught the fish. The other disciples caught the fish. But it's really a blessing that Jesus gave them. So this morning time, I want to ask us, are we stingy 
with the blessing that God gave us? Back to the blesser? When the blesser calls for it, are we stingy with that? And don't limit this to finances. Don't, this applies to every area of our life. Time, resources, ability, whatever it is that he has blessed us with. He is calling for you to bring it back to him. So he can do something amazing with it. Cast it. And then bring it back. When he blesses it, bring it back. When, when he blesses it and gives you the miraculous, bring it back. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit will speak to each of us in the area that we need a ministry, that we, that we need a touch, that we need something special. I'm going to keep going. Uh, if you can go to the next slide. You know what else we need to sometimes cast? Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. I'm going to read it really quickly. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us throw off every weight that hinders and the sin that easily entangles. You see, we're called to run a marathon. We're not running a sprint. We're not running like a fitness type race. We're called to run a marathon. And you never see a marathon runner with a backpack. You never see a marathon runner with weights because that marathon is hard enough on its own. We can't afford to have the weights and, you know, some jump ropes and some, you know, interesting things tag along for this marathon ride. Throw off everything. Throw off the things that we're called to throw off. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So let's run the race that's marked out for us, all right? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy. And you might ask, how can I do this? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not be, you will not grow weary and lose heart. I want to encourage us to throw off the weight. And for each of us, it's different. You know what your weight is. You know what the sin that easily entangles you is. Let's throw it off. This race is way too important. This race is way too critical that we do what he's calling us to do. You can go to the next slide. The last group I want to talk to is in Hebrews 5, 1 to 11. It's a similar looking story where Jesus where the disciples didn't, they didn't have any fish. They tried all night. They caught nothing. Peter is on the scene there as well. But Jesus didn't say, cast your net that time. He said, let down your net. You see, Jesus is very light on details. Have you guys ever noticed that? Jesus is sometimes very light on details. So Jesus was speaking. The crowd pressed in. So Jesus 
asked Peter, who was washing his net after a defeated night where he didn't catch anything. He's washing his net. And Jesus asked Peter, hey, can, you, uh, can I borrow your boat? He did, I don't even know if he asked. He just said, can you push, your, push the boat out a little bit so that I can speak. So he spoke to the crowd. And so Peter is stuck on the boat having to listen to Jesus, right? So he's, you know, he's kind of mandated to be there. But so after, the, after Jesus gave his message, Jesus sees Peter washing his net the whole time, right? I was thinking, he, the whole time Jesus could have been like, wink, wink, Peter, don't, don't worry. I'm going to do something miraculous. Don't bother washing the net. That net's about to get dirty again. But Jesus didn't say that. Jesus let him wash the net. And at the end, Jesus said, push down. But I'm sorry, push out into the deep and let down your net. And Peter responded saying, Master, we've tried all night and we've caught nothing. But at your word. But at your word. See, Peter was about to get a, Peter just listened to the message, but he was about to get a revelation that he had never gotten before. He was about to get a, a revelation of who Jesus is and what he's able to do um, by the big catch they would have a few moments later. Verse 11 says, they pulled up on shore, left everything, and followed him. They left everything, all that fish, all the boats, all the nets, all of that. They left it. And they followed Jesus. It was that kind of an encounter moment. So this morning time, some of us, we need to wave the white flag. We're not, Jesus is not asking you to cast anything. He's just saying, let it down. Let down your net. Let, let it down. What, whatever thing that is, just let it down. I want to go back to John 21. Verse 13 says, we see that Jesus took the bread and gave it to them. And he did the same with the fish. I'm going to call this the picnic on the beach. Or the, we know about the last supper. This might be called the last breakfast, right? They, they had a breakfast with Jesus. See, when you look at the end of John 20, if you flip back and look at the end of John 20, it looks like John is wrapping up. It looks like he's... He thinks he put in everything that he needs to put in. He was about to wrap up. And keep in mind, they don't have delete keys and backspace, right? They're doing ink and paper or feather or whatever they were using. So, but he's about to wrap it up, but the Holy Spirit nudges him and says, you know what? There are a couple more things I want you to include. There are a couple more things I want you to say. I want you to talk about how Peter, who denied Jesus three times, would be reinstated. Jesus refused to ascend to heaven without reinstating Peter. Jesus refused to leave this earth without bringing Peter back into the fold. And this morning time, this might be a breakfast on the beach moment with Jesus for someone in the house. Where you say, you know what, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Jesus is calling someone back. John closes with this. If everything that Jesus had written about was written down, I'm sorry, everything Jesus had done was written down, the whole world would not have room enough for it. But that story was written so that you and I can be reminded that we can come back to the Father, that we can commune with God and with his children. 
thanks for joining us this week on the One Church Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. If you are ready to start a relationship with Jesus, to make him the Lord of your life and receive salvation, please contact us at info at onechurchonline.com. We hope you found value in this podcast and we'd appreciate you sharing us with others and telling your friends and family to follow along with us. Our prayer and hope is that this podcast can reach countless lives. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube and Spotify at One Church LI and visit us at our website, onechurchonline.com. Here at One Church, our vision is to see Jesus. We exist to reach the one with the love of Jesus and for all to live like Jesus. We want to see Jesus in each other and we pray and believe there is more for you.